SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Turning conventional wisdom on its head. Tweet at SAFM Radio and at John Gerica. I've got a friend of mine who teaches life orientation at uh, primary school. What are they? Grade sevens, right? Standard fives, grade sevens. Uh, and she jokingly refers to it as the, the traumatization of the youth because she uses the proper words. Uh, she doesn't use the cute little words anymore. And she has to describe uh, the risky behaviors with uh, gender-based violence, learner pregnancy, HIV negative, and, and all those things. And she has to teach these young kids about that. Well, the Department of Basic Education has introduced a Life on Madlala Street. It's a drama series adapted from the comprehensive sexuality education lessons that are taught in life orientation and life skills at schools. Teachers, learners, uh, teachers learn skills to avoid risky behaviors and teach the kids as well prevent gender-based violence learn a pregnancy uh, hiv negative and complete high school even though the lessons were developed for the classroom the drama series will be enjoyed by parents caregivers of different age groups families and learners alike let's talk to elijah Mklanga, spokesperson of the department of basic education elijah good evening to you it seems like you're taking a bit of a weight off the shoulders of teachers uh good evening don Yes, uh, we have had to find new and creative ways of communicating the content that is there in the life orientation subject in school. But uh, as you know, that uh, it's been an issue that has created a lot of debate in the country. We've, we felt that we needed to keep going, but find new ways of communicating it so that people understand what we're trying to achieve with it. And I think... Your summary has uh, captured it quite well. Mm, difficult for te- uh, I say it's difficult for teachers, but uh, uh, the, the parents, when they call kids suddenly come home and start using uh, different words for their, their man or, or lady parts, you know, I, I guess I could say them on the radio. They're not swear words, but even I get uncomfortable wanting to say them. Well, the, the, what we need to say about it is that it's age-appropriate. So it's not right. every kid... It's, if what you're talking about it is really for grade seven, mm. because the grade sevens are leaving small school to big school, so we know they're 12 years and above, they are ready for high school. So they need to be taught what is relevant to them, something that they are more likely to face in their lives as they start developing and their bodies start, start to, to do things that they need to understand mm. and, and, and respond accordingly, because that's when risky behavior starts as well among young people. But we also note from research that is done over the years that uh, this is also a difficult subject for most families. So we feel that parents need to also uh, be be confident in tackling uh, these matters because if you don't do that, uh, you're creating a gap. In school, we teach it at home. If you don't do it, mm. then mm. the learners will have a challenge in terms of understanding what they must do. Yeah, I said in the intro as well, it's enjoyed by parents, caregivers, uh, families and learners as well. It's all, you don't want the parents to fob everything off on the, on the parents, uh, on the teachers, and you don't want the teachers to say, well, it's, it's something that you've got to do at home. It's, it's got to be worked together. Absolutely. There has to be a fully uh, operational partnership between the school and the home. That's why we say that the home is the first place where <clears throat> any teaching takes place, and then a school will only reinforce uh, through the curricula. So the things that we teach them in school, they should already have had uh, the parents or caregivers talk about mm. so that they create an environment where there's a, a frank and open discussion about these things because we live in 
in times where these things really need to be confronted head on because if we don't do that, we tiptoe around them. Uh, we see a continuation and a perpetuation of social mm. that we're trying to address with this system. Yeah, what were those numbers that came out last last year, Elijah? I think you and I spoke about it. It was the uh, the scourge of, of teenage pregnancies. It's it's just horrendous at the moment. Yeah, we did. And uh, with this one, we are, we are empowering young people to know how to identify potential predators, but also how to describe what has taken place to mm. them so that the perpetrators can be identified and dealt with in terms of the law. They shouldn't get away with it if we're able to uh, compile good evidence that can secure conviction. So we are, we, are, we are saying the curriculum has a role to play in addressing the social issues that we are facing. Yes, we are saying it's a societal matter, but uh, as education, we need to take the lead and make sure that we talk frankly about this matter so that we empower both the parent and the child. Let's talk about life on Madlala Street. Seoul City was so <coughs> successful when it came to HIV education. What, mm. How will life on Madlala Street be? What's it going to be like? How, what is the show? Well, it's drama. Uh, there's drama. There's a script which has, has been done. There's a dialogue. There's, there are scenes which are created because we want to capture the imagination of the listener so that they can relate to what we are trying to communicate. So we want them to to listen to these stories. But when they listen to these stories, it, it must be something that you can relate to something from your community mm-hmm. uh, so that you are able to follow through what the characters are saying and doing and how they respond to different situations so that you too can do the same because we, it's really about conveying information in a creative way so that people are able to understand that really it's not just about the curriculum, it's about life itself. It's about things that you encounter on a, in a normal day and you therefore need to know what to do. Well, that's the most important thing. What people do to you, you can't control, but how you respond to it, mm-hmm. uh, we feel you need to have the skills that will enable you to respond effectively. If it means that someone must be arrested, that arrest must take place. But if it means escaping danger, you need to be able to do that. So you're not pulling any punches here, Elijah? Well, you know, the, as you indicated, the, the, the figures that we, we spoke about last time in terms of learner pregnancy are indicating that the situation is getting worse. So we also need to be aggressive in the way we respond to, to the social sketch. But it's not only about this. We've been running a series of workshops uh, sensitizing our parents, uh, school governing bodies, school principals, uh, senior, uh, school management teams as well, so that everyone understands that this matter is not really about writing the subject and passing. It's really about empowering young people. And we found that with all these workshops, um, people are, they have their eyes open, they become wiser and more confident about tackling this subject that would, norm- would normally not take place in a home setting. So we are saying to them, you know, please uh, help us so we can help you. So we are uh, implementing a whole range of measures. We have this radio series, uh, we've got posters, we've got... Uh, um, uh, the curriculum itself, but also other activities that are tackling the same topic. In all the languages? We are working to, 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 to translate it into all the other languages. Yes, uh, we have translated uh, some of it, but not all. We, we're going there. Uh, it's something that uh, we, we, we're starting to do, and we hope that uh, the feedback will be great, such that the demand for it to be conveyed in other languages. And that's why I'm saying it's for the parent and the learner. Mm. So it needs to be accessible to people of all ages because it's really about reaching out to everyone. 
Elijah and Plunger, do you get, uh, you say you're getting feedback and you've had these workshops, but do you get parents that will phone you up and go, how dare you say this to my children? The place for sex <laughs> education is at home. This should not be on a public forum. They do, they do. That's the challenge that we, we, we face all the time. But we find that it's, it's lack of sufficient information. You know, when you see an, a, a, an extract from a page which supposedly comes from the text that the department is using in school and you see something out of context, you are more likely to be outraged. But once we sit you down and we show you the whole thing, mm. you actually appreciate. And that has been the response from many people who came angry and they go back relieved after seeing that, in fact, this is something that they need to do. So we, we, we are seeing that we actually need to do a lot more communication uh, and, and interact uh, more forcefully with people, give them a platform to ask questions so that uh, they, they, they too can be empowered. And we found that those people that have attended our workshops, they then are able to go back and tell others that you, you should not be afraid to tackle these issues and we appreciate that. Yeah. Okay, when can we expect to start hearing Life of Madla- life on Madlala Street? Well, yeah, now in February, it starts tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So it will be, it will be uh, on radio from February onwards, and we hope to develop it so that it becomes part of life mm. uh, in our country and so far as uh, this particular subject matter is concerned. A bit like Soul City. It's just ubiquitous. You know what Soul City is. You can see, you can see the pictures in your head. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we hope to expand if we can get more money. But for now, we think that radio is a good start because, you know, it reaches more people in more places and uh, it's easy to access radio because you don't need to be watching. Just listen, whatever you're doing, you can still be listening. So that's why we chose this particular medium. It's a good distraction from the homework for a little bit, Elijah. Absolutely, (laughs) and uh, it still continues to teach you, though, in terms of what you need to do. So, yeah, we wish people... Uh, uh, give it a chance. Now listen to it and see what you get out of it. Elijah Plunger is the spokesperson of the Department of Basic Education. Thank you very much for joining us here on The Viewpoint. I'm John Kerricker in for Zongezo today. Uh, coming up after the news, uh, business of the day. We were talking about uh, creating new businesses and making it easier for business. Uh, I'm going to talk to our founder of Horizontal Gravity, Benjamin Chepel, uh, who started a fantastic, sounds like a fantastic mobile app and wristband technology.